Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Welcome to Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis, where we share stories of challenge, success, and inspiration, along with practical tips and strategies to move you forward to your success. And now, here is your host, Sally A. Curtis. Good evening and good day to you all, and welcome to another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. I'm really excited to share a very, very special episode with you today. But for those that are new to the show and don't know me as yet, I'm a content repurposing whiz for speakers, authors, coaches, and consultants, helping them turn their books into two years worth of social media posts to help them increase their visibility, their credibility, and their profitability. And as I said, today is a very, very special show today. I'm very excited to share um, our guest with you today. We have Gary Lee Price, master sculptor and author of Divine Turbulence, and his wife, Lisa, who's the senior VP at the Statue of Responsibility Foundation. Now, the reason it's a very special show today is because we're going to be talking about how the past shapes us, but doesn't have to dictate our future. So let me explain. In Divine Turbulence, Gary, as a six-year-old, loses his mother and his stepfather to murder-suicide on a US Army base in Germany. He gets shipped back to the United States into a fiery den of torture, abuse and enslavement. So the question most often thought is, how can Gary, a victim of unthinkable evil, become better instead of bitter. Now as renowned sculptor, Gary is on a quest to fulfill Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl's dream, 
with a symbol of responsibility at a time when the world seems to need it most. Gary's memoirs written with New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestselling author Bridget Cook Birch proves that even amidst sheer terror, choices upon choices shape our destinies. And a greater call or calling resides in each of us. And the only question is, will we answer it? So can I ask you to please help me welcome to the show Gary and Lisa as we unpack divine turbulence and also the statue of responsibility. Thank you, Sally. That Thanks, Sally. Beautiful. Happy to be here. I'm very, very excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. Um, I'm excited about, I suppose, the quest and the legacy um, that you both are on and have been on. So can I start by asking you, how did the, um, Gary, if I can direct this one to you, how did the, um, the book come about? Well, I have to give credit to Lisa here because she wanted to go to a book writing seminar up in Idaho, uh, Bridget uh, Cook Birch conducted it, orchestrated it. And so we originally went up there for Lisa to start her memoirs and do a bunch of writing. And, um, oh, which, uh, what's, a, what's a good way to say it, babe? It transitioned <laughs> quickly. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it did. We, uh, after the, the workshop, we got home, Lisa did do some writing. But it uh, it ended up, um, geez, what's what's a what's a tactful way to say this? It ended up being all about me, and it was it was it was a big challenge because I was not prepared to do that. I wasn't prepared to get into my memoirs fully. I didn't know what it would entail, yeah. all of the, you know, conjuring up all the past and everything. So it was really a big challenge. But here's what I want to say. Mm. Had it not been for this incredible woman right here who has been my soulmate for the past 14 years, this would not even be here. I couldn't even have begun to do it alone. Yes, Bridget was there. She helped bring out a lot of stuff. But that's that's the surface stuff. Yes. And you see, that's the stuff that you read and either are impressed or motivated or not. Oh, I did not know he was going to do this. This is this is the the wind in my sails that allowed me to have the courage and the wherewithal to continue the saga. Yeah, I can, I can only imagine um, from a, writing a book again and certainly a life um, a life book and a memoir book like you have. Uh, writing a book to me is traumatic. <laughs> In its in its in its infancy anyway, but I can only imagine what it was like um, bringing the, your life back to life again, um, and being in a household and sharing that experience with all, when all of that you know quote unquote stuff comes up, uh, and actually living uh, living with that as as a as a couple and in a relationship and sort of working with each other. So uh, I can I can only imagine, and that's obviously a, a deeper story in itself. So. From from the perspective of the book, it uh, was recently launched a couple of weeks ago and it hit international bestseller very, very quickly, um, which in itself is very, very exciting. So what's been the outcome um, since writing the book? Obviously, it was a, a very strong journey for you, Gary um, and uh, Lisa, with it, it took five years to, to write. 
um, obviously lots of digging into. Um, there's lots of incredible wisdom within the book and lots of prof profound, um, I suppose, concepts that us as humans and communities you know, can push to the side a little bit and you've sort of brought them up into the light to shine the light on them. So what's been, um, I suppose, the most exciting thing, thing on this side of the book with it out being out now? Here's, uh, <clears throat> here's what's very uh, rewarding to me, and that is the people that are responding and either, you know, texting or emailing or writing Amazon uh, reviews, whatever, mm. the main consensus is that once they get started, they can't put it down. Yes. And, you know, I, I had no idea that that would be the case. We just, we just wrote my story. We just put the facts down and told it as, as succinctly as we could. We, I didn't want to hold anything back because I believe in that power of vulnerability. Um, years ago, I watched a show by Oprah Winfrey, and she did the same thing. You know, she exposed everything, things that most people had no idea. Mm. That gave me the power to do the same thing, and I thought, you know what? There is a power in that to help others realize that, hey, we we all have trauma in our lives. You know, there is turbulence in every one of our lives. Lisa could write mm -hmm. an unbelievable things that she went through with a husband that took his life left mm -hmm. her with, six, with four little babies six years old to six months old you know we've all had major stuff and it it i like what you said earlier it's not what happens to us that defines us it's how we handle what happens to us yeah yeah very much so and i think that's um for me that and that's an, an area that sort of always resonates with me that was what i was looking for and searching for uh within the book um because you're dead right i kept uh, i was reading it and doing doing my bit through it and i'd put it down and i'd go and have another cup of tea and it's like oh, i just pick pick that up again and, and go and go through it it is very much something that you can't put down because you want to a you want to find out what's next but there's so much reflectivity even if that's a word uh, within the book for, for oneself as you're going through it um, and as I shared with you before we came on the show I've had a couple of dear friends emailing me, me about you know every every three or four days I'm up to this page in the book oh my god this and this and I've just learned that and, I, and you know they've become uh, inspired to to effectively become and be more um, and I think that um, in its simplest message um, is such a beautiful message as well. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to ask, so what does it feel like, um, and this is a question for both of you, so I'm going to ask this as the author and as the, wit uh, as the witness of the author and what's, what comes is going to come next with the responsibility. So I'll ask you both um, this. What does it now feel like to have your, your story as well as the vision in this legacy actually being witnessed and accepted by so many. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a bit deep for a Friday or Thursday evening for you guys. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, TBA. To be yeah. announced, um, yeah. it, it's, it's a process. Yeah. And to, to make a quick judgment right now would be way too premature. Yeah. I want to I kind of let the dust settle a little bit and just see what it does so far so good yeah but uh 
I just uh, I just think that it that just like life, it, it's a process, mm -hmm. and things have to eventuate and distill and 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 get out there. But uh, Lisa, what, what would you I'm, add to that? I'm going to give you just a peek behind the curtain, though, because. Yeah. He'll always give you the real humble um, side of the story, but I feel that we're getting just a tiny glimpse of the lives that are being touched and the comments, the, the calls, the private messages that I'm getting, and then asking if I would please go find little six-year-old Gary and give him a hug. Oh. I bet I've had two dozen of those. And our own family, uh, my own brothers, who have reached out and did not know a lot of the story. Um, I honored Gary's, you know, private, personal life. Uh, they knew that there was abuse, but they didn't know the depth. Yeah. And they didn't uh, really understand the impact that it would have on them. And the emotion has been a little bit surprising to me that we've had a lot of people reach out and say this has really touched my life and allowed me for the first time a couple people literally one in particular i'm thinking of reached out and told me that for the first time he had shared with his wife his abuse yeah wow so it's wow. giving people permission and i think it's wow. a lot of what gary said oprah did for him mm. when we have permission we're able to resolve and then we're able to move forward and we're able to be more responsible for our lives and therefore everybody benefits when we're able to do that mm. Mm. you know i i, I want to add thank you mm -hmm. i want to add to it having been involved with this project for quite a while and lisa and i for the past 14 years since we've been together majorly involved i was just looking in the screen here it, it reinforces to me what that's all about. Mm. You know, what, what this right here is all about. I, I, I'm a very tactile person, of course, being a sculptor, and you know, it's all about the clay and the touch, and I graduated in painting and drawing, but that was all like two-dimensional. This stuff you can touch, and it, it's tangible, it's real. And I think that connection hopefully comes through in the book that we are all connected, and that it, it is about this, you know, it's about being together, experiencing things together, and that we can trust each other, and there can be that safe place for us. Lisa does these teepee retreats, and they're so successful with the women, because she's told me it's a safe place for them. Yeah. They can go and talk and share, and all of a sudden they realize, oh my gosh, we're all in this together, and now we get to do this right here. We get to reach down and perhaps help somebody else up. So. I don't know. For me, it's reinforced the projects that we are so involved with. And they're connected. And, and that, the, the yeah. connection of those, yeah. Connection of those. I certainly found for myself, um, especially with a few of the interviews I've done um, lately with uh, with different people, I had an, an, a lady on last week that was talking about a story about enslavement um, and how in, in New York there was um, 
uh, large populations of, of, of slaves back in New York, which most people don't know. So it's uncovering those stories behind the stories and actually getting the truth uh, of those, those stories coming out. And one of the things that really touched me, because a couple of the guys I work with uh, do a lot, uh, as speakers, do a lot as ambassadors for domestic violence. Um, and a lot of that world is actually not seen by choice. Um, and that was when I was reading the, the through your story, it was that unseeing um, that we do as a community um, that really, really touched me in that, you know, we actually do need to be self-responsible. We do need to actually see what we think we're seeing and actually start to ask the right questions and be the support and the and the and the guidance for others in that situation. So that was uh, something that really really came out for me. Well, and that was that was one. If you were to ask me what are the five major things I would like people to get out of the book, that would be right at the very very top. I, I hope that through telling this story, that people become more conscious and aware of what's going on around them. Yeah. Like you said, it's easy to do this. You know we. We're so busy and we don't want to see it. But my gosh, who's suffering mm. out there? You know, even the little ones that that it's needless. It doesn't need to be there. If we can just be a little bit more aware, maybe a little bit more active and involved, we can have a greater effect than we can possibly even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love a, a quote, and this was where it tied in for me. One of my favourite uh, movies is um, the uh, Me Before You, and there's a scene in there where uh, they're on the dance floor and he's in his wheelchair and she talks about um, because she's not um, wealthy that she would have been one of the invisibles. And I think it's about the ability of actually seeing everybody and nobody being invisible. Um, and that was some of the bits that really touched me as it relates to that um, seeing what's going on around us and being the support through there. So can I ask, um, as it relates to coming through the book, because there was a pinnacle bit where you've where you've you've got you're telling the story, you've you've got, got talking about uh, the abuse and the torture, and then you, I, I started to see the light coming through when you actually finally got to have pencils and crayons and you started drawing um, and then it continues on from there. So tell us a little bit about how that transformation occurred for you to start really being on your journey to then become the sculpture, sculpture that you are today. I think it's interesting as I, uh, you know, right when the book came out and it came out on Kindle, I was able to read the whole thing in context. Mm. When you're so involved, you're you're in the trenches and you're editing and you're going over and making sure everything's just right and you know looking for typos, all these things. When I reread it, it's like, wow, what a what a fascinating thing! It it hit me once again how it literally was a prison that I was in this prison for those years, so scared literally for my life that that he had that control over me that I would be out completely away from him and still be under his under his thumb doing what he wanted me to do and so as soon as he moved out it was like oh my god it's like getting out of prison mm -hmm. you know all of a sudden yeah I've, I've, I've he even helped me to draw better and to paint better so it's this weird dichotomy there but 
him going away, I had this freedom and then, wow, everything just became unleashed. It was, it was this painting. It was the colors. It was the, the vividness. It was, it, it was being able to see things through a whole different set of filters, like almost like a kaleidoscope. Yeah. Everything was uh, brighter. It, it had all the colors and everything just, just was so beautiful. <laughs> And that was the launching pad to even graduate from college in painting and drawing, even to, to you know, have the freedom to, to explore later with clay and work for a sculptor and all that stuff. So mm. it, it, it was this beautiful pathway, you know, and the older you get, you, you connect the dots and you see yes. how everything kind of one thing to another. But it yes. was this beautiful kind of, up and down pathway that led to where we're at today. Mm -hmm. what, what would you say mm -hmm. to that? Would you? Absolutely. And I love the story in the book where his teacher really changed his trajectory. My first grade teacher? Yes, oh. I think you should oh. share that. With yes. Oh my gosh. Mrs. Anderson here, you know, within, I think it was within a week from having stood there over my mom bleeding to death with three bullet holes in her. Within a week, I'm in first grade in Montpelier, Idaho. And she cared enough or knew enough, whatever, that she knew what had happened. So as soon as I get into first grade and she sees I have some art talent ability, you know, little exercises you do in first grade, she's holding these things up in front of the class. Mm. Kids, look what Gary Lee Price did. You know, and so all of a sudden I'm getting this this validation for a positive thing, which, you know, my mom had instilled those skills in me because we were so close. Yeah. That it shifted. It, it was a mind shift for me to go from tragedy to, I don't know, for lack of being, or being cliches, triumph. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm accomplished at doing something that perhaps even elevated me above some of the classmates there yeah. in, a, in a beautiful way, something that they looked at and went, oh, wow, yeah. And I have often thought, what if it had been the opposite, Sally? Mm -hmm. What if she had went, what if she had said, oh, Art, you know, that, that's, a, that's cool, but you got to get these ABCs down. You got to get this writing down. You got to get these basic scholastic things down. Mm that could have literally changed from this trajectory, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, it was just re-feeling re all of that in the book. Thank you very much for that great description. I also found too, when I was reading, um, as I was reading through when you started, um, after your brother had moved out, um, stepbrother had moved out, I really started to see, in my words, you see life like it was life was coming to life for you. Um, at the way the way I was reading into that, um, and just you know that that little bit of you know being able to let go and explore and discover and, and carry on from there. So from that point, um, where, where where and how did clay come into it? Sculpting come into it. <laughs> you know, it's once again, it's just so fascinating. This uh, flow of life. 
I knew because of doing so much painting in that, that I wanted to, I was the first one in my family to, to go to college and graduate. And so I just, I wanted that, I wanted more. I wanted, I wanted to know how to do stuff. And so my last year of college, I ended up getting burned out because it was a hard path and it was just a challenge to stick with it and to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I didn't have these predecessors that, you know, carried the torch ahead of me. Last uh, year of college, I ended up taking a trip with some of my college buds to Mexico and Guatemala. We just wanted to get away from the University of Utah and just go do some traveling and, and have an enjoyable summer. So we left for three months and we took off to Mexico, Guatemala. We drove all the way down there. Just before we left Provo, Utah, I had a former friend that just happened to be a sculptor and said, Gary, uh, I would love you to come work for me when you come back from your trip and a job is waiting for you if you want to. So getting back from that unbelievable, incredible trip with my buds, we went down to Tikal and Belize and you know all these beautiful, beautiful sites in our head. Get back and I worked for Stan Johnson. And all of a sudden, I'm with all these three-dimensional objects and all day long, I'm, I'm grinding on his sculptures, I'm welding, I'm putting them together, I'm patining them, I'm doing all this metallurgy. Mm. And at night, and I'm even sleeping in his studio, I, I didn't have a place to stay, he let me stay there, bunk in his studio. At night, I grabbed some clay, I just started moving this stuff around and I'm not kidding you. It was like, it was like coming home. It was like, Oh my gosh, all of a sudden, instead of fake, I call it faking it instead of making it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, was able, I was able to make it. I was able to, <laughs> to get this thing and I was able to, to form the clay and, and move it around. <clears throat> and I didn't realize that I had that ability, but it was my art skills were enhanced by uh, eye-hand coordination and forming the clay. It was, it was like coming home. Magical, yeah. It was actually, after I graduated, because I only had one more year, I went back to school and graduated. It was literally years. In fact, it's just been the past couple of years that I picked up painting again. Oh, wow. I've been so involved in the three-dimensional and it's gone off so incredibly well for so many years. Mm. And now it's like, okay, I. I miss that color, you know. I, I miss those that beautiful smell of oil. So yes. get into that now. <laughs> nice. Like it's all coming back full circles. That's awesome. So tell us now. Yeah, full, everything's full circle and isn't it is me as you, and I'm glad you said as we all get older, we start to be able to see the full circles and go, oh, that leads to that, that leads to that. And we can actually join the dots backwards of retrospectively to where the magic happens. I, I want to ask you, um, and I've just remembered another thing I want to ask. Um, I'd love you both to share a bit more about the uh, Statue of Responsibility and how that's come about. But there's a beautiful bit in the uh, book as it relates to you, how you guys met uh, met and uh, started um, your relationship together. And I don't know how many times I've read that bald and read that bald and put it down and read it again. Can you share, please, if you don't mind, just share some of the magic that was that when you just know. I'm going to turn that over to my sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, that is such a fun story. You know, neither one of us were looking at all. Absolutely very committed to not having yeah. anyone in our lives. And so a, a mutual friend of ours who we had no, we would probably never have met. Our no. lives were so completely yeah. on different trajectories that we, we likely would never have met. But this mutual friend came into my real estate office and Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sat down and said, You have to meet my friend. And I said, No, it's not happening. <laughs> Yes. And I opened my door for him to leave, but he refused. Finally, to get him to leave, I told him I would at least go to dinner. He's like, let me tell you about it. I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to know anything. I'll go to dinner. Please leave. Mm -hmm. So he drives south about 40 minutes and takes my cute little card to Gary. And I love this part of the story because, you know, like most realtors, our pictures are all about 10 years old, right? We look really cute. And it says yeah. I'm the boss at work. And, you know, almost every other man who's ever had my card has said, oh, you're the boss. I'll bet you make a lot of money. Or, oh, you're really cute, right? It's, it's always that. She is really cute. And, well, <laughs> and that was a long time ago, right? So I was kind of cute then, yeah. She still but, is. You can see. He took my card to Gary. And Gary texts me. And I Spell my name for me. It's L-E-E-S-A. Yeah. And Gary texted me and he said, I like how you spell your name. And my world stopped. Yeah. And I was like, what? And so we text back and forth most of that afternoon. And he said, look, can I call you when you get home? And he did. We talked all night that night. And the sun came up and I raced to work. And the next night we talked all night again. And I raced and went to work. And about the third day, right before Christmas, uh, we decided to meet. And we hadn't met yet. <laughs> and this is my favorite part of the story. So I drove down to the 
coffee shop. I thought he said coffee shop, but it was that's another big story. You have to read the book to hear that part. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, awesome. I walked in dressed up like the real estate broker I am, even to this day, and he got up off of the little bar stool there in his jammy pants and his worn out slippers. It was snowing outside. And he stood up and walked over to me dressed like Corella DeVille, literally in my four inch heels <laughs> and my big leather coat and snowstorm <laughs> and hit me about to my chest. Yeah, she was, she was up to there. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, my heart sank. I was so heartbroken, Sally, because it had been a deal for me in other relationships, a deal breaker. Deal breaker. You know, you're too tall for me. Yeah. And I looked at Gary because I, I had fallen for him the first night on the phone, much less the second whole night on the phone. Yeah. And I looked at him, I looked down at him as he looked way up at me, and his eyes went down to the floor and back up to the ceiling <laughs> and looked at me, and as my heart sank, I said, is this a deal breaker? And Gary Price looked at me right in the eyes, and this is what he said. Oh no, baby, this is a dream come true. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, later, we realized without my shoes on, we're exactly the same we're height. Both 5'10, exactly. <laughs> and it was perfect. Yeah. So, but it was a beautiful fairy tale relationship. And instantly, I realized that even though we we had a lot of things and still do have a lot of things that we do think, feel, differently about yeah. I would say about 80 to 90 percent we're the same I'd say yeah. even more than that but Maybe absolutely there's that commonality yeah. and those phone conversations that we had you know for two or three nights in a row yeah. wow we were just so grounded and and symmetrical with each other I mean the things she had gone through what I'd gone through and we could just it was this, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, it was familiar. It was familiar energy. It, it was cool. <laughs> it was almost like, I like to say it's like the slipper fit. And it was like, I found my true north. Or I think the chapter is entitled, Bridget named it, um, Melted Chocolate, which melted our hearts. Because it yeah. felt like melted chocolate. Yeah, yeah couldn't couldn't agree more. So thank you for sharing that. That so that's a little bit of a teaser for you to get to, uh, uh, get the book and read the rest of the story. Now I'd like to jump into how the um, statue of responsibility has come about and it is coming about. So talk us through that. You bet. So I'm cruising along in my career. Things are going really really well. Um, have a big studio in Utah and everything. Uh, there was a gentleman that represented Stephen R. Covey mm -hmm. of uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you know, public speaker all over the world, all this stuff. He knew Dr. Victor Frankel. Mm -hmm. Covey did. And Dr. Covey was, in, in fact, inspired by Victor's book, Man's Search for Meaning, yeah. Victor being a Holocaust survivor to write his, his writings and stuff. And so upon Victor's deathbed in 97, that's when Victor passed away, yeah. Stephen R. Covey uh, went to Dr. Frankel and said, Dr. Frankel, you have had this idea of a statue of responsibility in your book, Man's Search for Meaning. 
your belief that you know America, we have our Statue of Liberty on the East Coast, bookend America with a Statue of Responsibility on the West Coast, because without responsibility, freedom dwindles. Yeah. Victor, uh, Victor Frank or uh, Dr. Covey said, I think that should become reality. I commit to you, Dr. Frankel, that I will find a sculptor to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So before I knew it, I was reached out to by this gentleman and asked me if I wanted to design the Statue of Responsibility. It uh, took just a little bit of research into what, you know, the whole concept was and Victor Frankel and all that. I reached back out and said I would be extremely honored. Mm -hmm. So I, I uh, you know, put my my mind to it, uh, came up with the design, and that's a whole other story of how this design came about, of the two hands connected. But bottom line, the design was powerful enough that it was felt like, okay, if this is to have any traction and really get going, it needs to be shown to Dr. Frankel's widow, yeah. Ellie Frankel. So we got a small entourage. We flew to Vienna with the con with the idea of presenting this statue, this idea to her. Mm -hmm. And another story that, that we can get into, perhaps. But bottom line, it was it was what would you call it? full stamp of approval mm -hmm. that I love this design, Gary. You, my new American friend, you you answered my husband's questions, and let's. I stand behind what you've designed. And still do. She's still living in Vienna, and their yep. grandson, Alex Vesely, yep. is also very involved in the project. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I'm sorry, I've just got all choked up about that. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, the readers know that that's a chapter they should go read because you know the rest of that beautiful story. And there is some very significant provenance behind how this came about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think I think what Dr. Franco went through with his prison sentence, if you will, being a Holocaust survivor. What I went through, you know, it's somehow we, even though we never physically met Dr. Franco mm -hmm. and I, somehow we we bonded so energetically to create what will soon happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Lisa, can you share a little bit about how you're working uh, with the organization to bring bring it to further life, to continue it um, and bring it forward? So back to the story about I'm a real estate broker. So I was very happy in my career. And one day, well, actually, that very first night that we met at the coffee shop, he drove me when the coffee shop closed down over to his mm -hmm. studio. Mm -hmm. We walked in and he had a 13-foot version of the Statue of Responsibility in clay. And as I walked in, I could feel that it was significant. And I said, what is that? And Gary said, I don't want to talk about it. There's some stuff there that's hard for me and I can't create with talking about that. So and you have to read to hear about what that was. Mm -hmm. But... I honored that for a whole year. We were together for a whole year. And after about it, wow, gosh. I did not ask about it. it. I honored his space and where he was with that. 
And one day I showed up early for dinner. He was going to cook me dinner. I'd driven down the 40 minutes from my office down to his studio. And I showed up a little bit early and he had some guests in his studio. A couple of gentlemen were there looking around and talking to him. So I took a seat over in the corner on the couch and waited. And pretty soon they walked over next to it. They could feel it. And they said, what is this? My ears perked up. I'm like, well, it's going to answer that question or not. And he did. Yeah. And he shared the story of the provenance that you got a little taste of. The, the rest of it, the part that made you emotional, made me very emotional. And I was crying. And when they left, I said to Gary, this is your destiny. You're supposed to do this. You have to do this. Well, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So long story short, um, we made a decision that we would do that in that moment, that night, and that the reason we're together, we believe in part, is that number one, we deserve each other because we both had such challenging, difficult lives, and we adore each other. We still really like each other. Yeah. And I'd marry him again tomorrow. So you know, that part. And then secondly, I believe that we all come into this life with different qualities and different gifts. And Gary is a creator. You do not want me to sculpt for you. <laughs> if you need somebody to handle contention or to resolve a situation or handle a problem for you, I'm your girl. Yeah. I can handle that and I can fire somebody and have them give me a hug as I boot them out the door. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. what needed and so it was a divine turbulence again yeah and it was a divine orchestration that we're together because we needed each other and this project needed to have what we both bring to the world yeah yeah and if for those that didn't uh, catch it there was just a comment that went across the screen from one of our listeners that said the world needs you both I oh. saw that that was beautiful mm. thank yeah. you that was Peter, who I mentioned, who's been emailing me and uh, giving me updates on where he's at with the book and how excited and where he's gone on to be, be inspired to be to do and be more with what he, his quest is as well. So thank you. Wonderful. Um, and yeah. I want to add to what Lisa said, and that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, we are at a point right now, thanks to this problem solver, this gal that can deal with all the crazy stuff that I really have a hard time with. Yeah. Um, thanks to that and her and her ability to nurture relationships and rally a team to make things happen, it's it's so hard not to tell people right now where we're at <laughs> as far as getting in a position to launch this stuff big time. I would predict that by the end of the year, and my gosh, it's already half over. Yeah. That yeah. by the end of this year, there will be some major announcements coming across mm -hmm. that. You'll have to be living under a rock to wow. not know about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Right? Yeah. It's, it's very, very exciting. Isn't yeah. it interesting to talk about Divine Orchestration that yeah. the book just came out now. Mm -hmm. the, the you know ending of the book is talking about so much about the statue, what it means to humanity. Yeah. 
and the planet. This isn't just a U.S. project. There will be smaller satellite statues around the globe. It, it's about that message coming together. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I want to say something to Peter and to yeah. anyone else who has that dream and has that calling in their heart that I know we all do. It's just whether or not you're listening yeah. and whether or not you're willing to do something about it. And I want to acknowledge Peter for that because that's what it's about. And that's the way that we're able to leave a legacy. Yeah. And it's also the way that we're able to make a difference. And I think that's the other big part for us. We have 16 grandchildren and nine children. So it's like we don't have a lot of spare time to be doing all the stuff we're doing, but we're doing it because they matter. Yeah. It's important to the next generations and their children and their grandchildren and their grandchildren. Yeah, agreed. I'm just going to, uh, yeah, absolutely agree with that. And I think, um, too, part of uh, leaving that legacy, for me, I've always been um, been doing something. I've always been passionate about something. I've always been passionate about helping people. But when that legacy finally I'll come back to when you finally see that legacy that everybody else has seen for years and you actually then start living it, you do find that sense of every the element coming home and that you, you can drive forward with it and you, you have all this newfound energy and then, yeah, the like attracts like and it builds that life and brings uh, the momentum together. So I love that um, divine choreography element uh, through, through and from the turbulence. There's one little comment that I read, and I think this was on the Sculpturing uh, website, where you say, Gary, um, I hope I can assist the world in visualising a place where fences and boundaries, both real and imagined, are non-existent. A place where bias and prejudgment, uh, prejudices are long forgotten. And finally, a place where acts of kindness, mutual respect and love are everyday happenings. So I wanted to, to bring that um, to, to life in the show and just mention that for those that are uh, new to experiencing you because I know we're getting, we're getting close to the end of the show and it always comes in very, very quickly when we get into such great conversations. Is there anything further, and I wrote down the question, what message or request would you like to leave with us or invite us to take up today? And I'll ask that question to both of you. Well, as you, as you said those things, um, my message is world peace, baby. <laughs> it is that, I mean, what's going on in the Ukraine and different things that are happening, uh, you know, the horrible thing in Texas the other day and stuff. It's just, uh, it, we all want world peace. We all deserve it. There are ways to get there. It's, it's about this. It's about being there, self-responsibility and responsibility to others. Just simply being there. And it, what is the net result of that? We get along peacefully. All those fences and boundaries and facades, all that fake stuff goes away when we can become real with each other and really get to the heart of hearts that we all have. Just like you said, that, that's what we all want. Mm. It's possible. I firmly believe it is absolutely possible. I believe in the power of, of good art that it can inspire people and you know help plant those seeds and keep them nurtured and growing. 
And so that's that's my message, world peace. And I'm I'm not stopping it, man. I'm I'm gonna do We're everything just started, I can. Baby. <laughs> yep, getting started. Absolutely. And what I would say, I'm a little history here. The Statue of Liberty's official entire name was Liberty Enlightening the World. Kind of a subtitle. The subtitle to the Statue of Responsibility is Responsibility Empowering the World. So I like the phrase that it's more than a monument, it's a movement. Mm. That it is going to be more than just a museum or a place where you go to the lookout. You're going to be able to have an experience here. Unlike the Statue of Liberty, where you go, you check it off the list. I've been there, I've done that. You're going to be able to go back and frequent every year and have a different experience mm. and understand and learn and have conversations that the world is begging to have finally. Yeah. And to have an opportunity individually, globally, to make a difference and to create your own legacy through the Statue of Responsibility and to figure out what that gets to look like and be inspired. So I like to end things always by saying that, yeah, we started this show today with this being our project, but we're ending this show with it being your project. This project now belongs to anyone who has heard about it. This isn't our project, it never has been, but people come into it thinking it's our project when it's in fact project. it's your project. Yeah, it's our so project. now what are you going to do with it? What is your responsibility? And remember responsibility, if you break it down, is the ability to respond. How will you respond? What is your response ability? Go find your ability and go respond. Go make a difference. Do what Peter's doing. Figure it out. Find your passion. You've got a lighthouse, and mm -hmm. we're here, and we're not going anywhere. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Peter's. Just, we've just popped that um up on the screen. Can we also, um, Roxy, just as um background, Roxy's a, the uh, well, fabulous person in the background that does all of the messages on the screen. Can we also please put up the um the Amazon link as well as the book link and um the Statue of Responsibility links just to go across the ticker so people have got those. Um, bless Roxy, she's just messaged to say she's happy to give us some more time tonight because we're having such a deep conversation. It's not a huge amount of time, but she's given us a bit more wriggle room. In any, is there any final words? I suppose I'll just add from my bit, if we look at keeping the show full circle, we started off with a, you know, a tragic story of torture and enslavement We've had the, you've had people come into your life that have brought uh, life to your uh, to your life, Gary, as it relates to the color, uh, to the color and the art, and then then the clay. You you guys have met each other um, divinely, um, worked out that you you know the perfect match for what your what you've is now become the start of your legacy, but our movement. Um, so. I would, and, and for me, I really love the fact that we've talked about, you know, finding that in, that that thing that's yours, finding your legacy or your quest, and ha you know, being responsible to bring that to life. And I would say, uh, when I talk to lots of girlfriends that are different ages, it doesn't matter what age you are. And sometimes wisdom and age is when the legacy actually comes to life. So um, don't be don't be disheartened if you haven't found it yet. It might not be the right. 
right time to find it or that you might not have the right people around you yet to bring it to life. Um, so in saying that, is there um, anything additional that you would want to say, express um, before we close out the show? Lisa? Mm -hmm. say, say something that I'm going to close by edifying Bridget. Well, I, I really do um, believe that the, the story should be read and shared with others. I hope uh, people will go to the divineturbulence.com and buy the book. Um, I think it will um, help a lot of people and, and give them the power to deal with some of the stuff they've gone through. And also, once again, uh, statueresponsibility.org. Um, you know, help us out. Let, let's let's make this happen and, and keep this momentum and this power going. And Lisa was the one that came up with that. It's more than a monument. It's more than a monument. It's a movement. We yeah. do need that movement right now more than ever. Yeah, we do. And you know, I do want to add that we're a five hundred one c three pending with the statue project. So we're a nonprofit, and that the proceeds profits from the book do go to the statue of responsibility so um that's a that's a really big deal and i want to thank bridget for that as well and i want to recognize her we normally love having her on the show with us she had a right. commitment today but you know you don't do something like this without a powerful person like bridget and i want to recognize her for her heart yes. in particular and for her ability to navigate the emotion and connect those painful dots that had to be connected for Gary to be able to birth what I call the 15-pound baby that we call divine turbulence. He's <laughs> able to, you know, help us navigate some of that kind of hard stuff that's hard to talk about and think about and and make it easier to understand and to feel and and yet have it still hold its power. So I want to recognize her and thank her Amen. for that. Amen. Yeah. Could, I couldn't agree more. I think that was very what you described there as, as the book coming to life and the essence of the book and how it makes people feel um, was beautifully articulated because that was certainly my experience with, with reading it was I, I was challenged but also given permission to open my eyes and see differently. Yeah. Um, and as a result of that, I feel I became a better person which enables me to have better conversations with other people, which makes the world a better place. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I would just add one last thing, and that is uh, for people to uh, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. You know, so often when uh, we do put up those walls and fences, but my gosh, when we share the fruits that come from that, yeah, it, it's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but boy, when we have the courage to do it, the fruits are just, you can't even imagine the connections and the, the depth that relationships can go to. So be brave, guys. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you, Sally. Thank you, Sally. You're very welcome. Beautiful message to end with. Be brave. 
So thank, thank you very, very much to both of you, Gary and Lisa. It's been an absolute pleasure to have this conversation with you, to invite uh, the rest of our listeners and uh, listeners yet to come uh, to join uh, the quest and the movement. Um, and I thank you again. And I thank Bridget very much for connecting us. And I look forward uh, to sharing more of this with more people as we move forward. So thank you very, very much. And as we close out the show, thank you very, very much for everybody for listening, listening to us. We look forward to seeing you again next week on another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, and I trust that you got some inspirational tips to move you forward. You can find this episode along with many more on your favorite streaming platform such as iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and more. See you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for more Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.